0: Episode 100 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on July 29th, 2019. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. of War was revealed back in May, and after hearing what Charles and Eric had to say, my inventory grew three sizes that day. I'll tell you all about all of the gear you'll be getting in Onslaught. When I'm not podcasting, which has happened too much lately, I'm playing the game we all love. I'll talk a little about my time running veteran ops with the Death Star Troopers team. And finally this week, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim tickets are going, going, gone. I hope you got yours, and I'll tell you if I got mine later in the show. And with that, it's time to make the jump to lightspeed And cue the moron. Welcome to episode 100 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another great show lined up for you today. Although I'm sure some of you are just glad to see that I have a show, Great or Not. It's been an age since I've done a podcast. I'll spare you the excuses, and while I may not be back on a weekly schedule, I am back nonetheless. Silver lining here is that I have been playing the very game that this podcast is based on, so I haven't disappeared entirely. Now, as you would expect, a lot has happened since episode 99. The biggest thing is that we now have a ton of information on the new itemization and gearing system coming at Onslaught, the spoils of war. So as I mentioned, Spoils of War is the new gear and itemization system coming in Onslaught, and it is massive. It is a complete overhaul of not just how we get gear, but of the gear itself. So let's talk about the gear we'll be wearing. And the first thing you should know is that all of the gear we'll be getting will be legacy bound, and I do mean everything. Weapons, implants, ear, relics. If you can equip it, you can ship it. And this includes the new tactical items that bioware is introducing in onslaught so what exactly are tactical items well here's how charles boyd described them during a spoils of war live stream back in may
1: tacticals yep so this is a new item slot entirely new um so you won't see them yet but you'll start to see them on pts and then uh, live game when we go live and uh the goal of a tactical item is to define your play style and what we mean by that is you know in some cases, that might be as simple as I want to gain more XP when I'm running around, or I want to, you know, have my gathering skill profession give me a little bit bonus. Maybe we have tacticals that do that kind of stuff. So when you're on a when you're on your leveling character and you really just want to level up as fast as possible, you get the leveling tactical. But where we really want to get into it, where the real meat of it is stuff that defines your playstyle in terms of the abilities you use. So like a tactical that modifies your chain lightning if you're a sorcerer, or yep. your uh, death from above as a mercenary or uh, as a bounty hunter. Yep. Um, You know, stuff that, you know, you pick your favorite abilities, the abilities you really like using the most um, and you try to find the tactical and the set bonus that together affect that ability in a really interesting way and give you special, uh, you know, ways of playing the game, ways of addressing different combat situations uh, that are unique to you, that are, you know, the way that you want to play. Yep.
0: The key thing here is that tactical items are meant to affect how you play by altering your character's abilities and ultimately your rotations. They are the literal definition of a game changer. Now, if you're worried that tactical items will lead to classes that are overpowered and imbalanced, well, then I have nothing to alleviate those concerns. Star Wars The Old Republic is an MMO, after all, and that's what MMOs do. The good news is that Bioware knows this. In fact, it may even be something that they want. They want us to play around and find crazy combinations of set bonuses and tacticals. If something is out of whack, they may nerf it. Or they may leave it alone, knowing that sooner rather than later, they're going to introduce even more tacticals that will turn the game on its head and maybe shift the balance. Tactical items are going to be the Wild West, and I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Of course, being overpowered against NPCs is one thing. Being overpowered against the living, well, that's another And tactical items and set bonuses will absolutely have an impact in PvP, but this will be mitigated by the fact that Bolster now elevates you to the highest item rating available in the game. Now, in addition to tacticals, we will continue to have set bonuses on gear. Now, These won't be the same old set bonuses that we're used to seeing. These will be entirely new sets for both advanced and base classes, and they will vary in size, so they won't all be six pieces. That means we'll be able to mix and match sets as we see fit one other thing that's changing with set bonuses is that they will no longer be tied to armorings but rather they will be on the shells that we get if you find a set bonus that you really like you don't have to worry about chasing it down again when a new tier of gear is released because you can just upgrade it by finding better armorings mods and enhancements now if tacticals and set bonuses weren't enough We'll be able to further increase the power of our characters through a new set of stats called amplifiers.
2: Amplifiers, uh, amplifiers.
0: Let's talk
1: about what they are. Bonus stats. So little extra bits of stats that appear on the you know components to your items, as well as the shell itself. So yep. the shell, the armoring, the hilts, the barrels, all of that. Each one will have a tiny little bit of bonus stats. And when I say bonus, I, this might be the next bullet, so I might be getting ahead of it. We mean that it is not figured into the regular PVE balanced targets. Yep. So what it means is, these are purely for chasing specific builds, specific things that you want to be particularly better at, uh, not things that you have to chase in order to achieve, you know, complete a task. In order to, again, I'm using operations as an example. In order to beat this boss's DPS target or whatever, you don't need these amplifiers to do that. That's not the balance target we're setting. These are purely bonus, purely for extra uh, customization for you.
2: Yep.
0: Now, some examples of amplifiers that we'll find include armor penetration, increased healing received, better harvesting results increased periodic damage, increased profession skill, and increased XP, CXP, and reputation gains. One thing to keep in mind is that different items will yield different amplifiers. For example, increased XP and CXP might only be found on armorings, whereas armor penetration might only be found on shells. Now as you can imagine, there's going to be a degree of randomization and luck when it comes to getting the amplifiers that you want. Believe it or not, Bioware knows how much we hate RNG and is building in some bad luck protection.
2: Um, we'll talk about it later, but I'll bring it up now just to cut it off at the pass so people aren't concerned about RNG. The way this works is, yes, there is absolutely a random, from the selection of things that can roll, let's say a shell, there's X amount, that can, X amount of different uh, amps that can roll on a shell one of them will be randomly rolled. Completely true. We know that's where the inherent randomness is in the system. What you can then do is you can take that and you can do what's called recalibrating it, which is you just pay credits. Um, You will get the option of either keeping the amp that is already on it, or I think you get two or three, something like that, new amps to choose from that you can replace it with. You don't like that, keep the one you have, pay some credits, re-roll it. Um, So if you really do want to min-max it, yes, there is some RNG in the system, but the idea is that it's just credits um, and you can re-roll it endlessly.
0: One thing to note is that the credit cost will go up each time you re-roll an amplifier, but it will also decay over time. One other thing that Charles and Eric mentioned is that amplifiers are meant as a bonus and are not required to complete content in Onslaught.
2: The reason we're specifically saying they're a bonus is specifically because let's say you look at this and you go, nope, I don't want to have anything to do with this. I don't want to have to hunt down amplifiers that I want. Mm -hmm. You don't have to because quite literally you are as powerful In the expansion, like let's say you have equivalent gear today as you do in Onslaught, then you don't need to worry about amplifiers because they only are going to make you better than that. We don't balance anything against it. So if you Mm -hmm. technically go, I hate this and I want to ignore it, you can because it won't affect your gameplay. We're balancing against the assumption that you don't have them.
0: I appreciate that they're not balancing content around amplifiers, but the notion that you can just ignore them is a bit of a pipe dream. I've been playing MMOs long enough to know that the elitist jerks who are willing to start world wars over discussions around 1% of power often win the hearts and minds of the player population. If you're constantly dying in Veteran or Nightmare ducksin and your increased healing amplifier isn't optimized, you're going to hear about it. When it comes to amplifiers, I think we need to put optional in air quotes here. Now I mentioned how you could mitigate RNG with amplifiers, but what about tacticals and set bonuses? Well, here's what Charles had to say about that. RNG protection.
1: Yep. This is, so, in addition to the uh, recalibrating, as we called it, re-rolling amplifiers, um, we also have protection on the drops of set and tactical items. So, once you are within the range where you should start getting set bonus items and tactical items, we will start tracking what you're actually getting. And if you go a certain number of drops, or rather, let me put it another way, as you go more and more drops and you haven't gotten a new set bonus item or a new tactical item, Uh, depending you know when where those things would drop uh, it will increase your chances dramatically to get one so the longer you go without getting the better and better thing the more we will track it the more we will increase your chances of getting one
0: i think that's great news if you're struggling to get that set bonus or tactical be patient because it's not a matter of if you'll get it but when so let's talk about how we're going to be getting all of this great gear and in what quantities because it looks like we're going to be swimming in gear gear is going to come from just about everything it's going to drop from enemies it's going to drop from bosses flashpoints and operations you'll be able to craft it you'll be able to buy it from vendors and it's going to come from conquest and galactic command which will now be known as galactic renown pretty much everything in the game will now be a source of loot not only that but the items that we get will likely be items that we can use
1: important point the drops scale based on your character. So both that's both your class, your discipline, your advanced class. It's also your level and the relative item level of everything that you have equipped. So the stuff that drops, depending on the content you're playing within a certain range, will tend to be stuff that is relevant to or within a, a certain range of your current uh, average item level that is appropriate to your uh, class and discipline and all that.
0: I'm very excited that bosses will now drop gear that I'm likely to need One thing you should be aware of is that bosses will drop a combination of personal and group loot. The way it will work is that every boss you defeat will reward you with a piece of personal loot that you cannot trade. Some bosses will also have a chance to drop group loot that can be needed, greeted, and traded. As you can see, things are lining up such that we'll constantly be getting gear. We'll get stuff we need, stuff we don't need, and occasionally we won't get the stuff we want. To further curb the hate that players have for RNG, there is one other element of protection coming in Onslaught. We will be able to deconstruct gear that we don't want and convert that into a currency, affectionately known as Charles Points or Chuck Bucks, name not final. And we can use these points to purchase gear from two new vendors.
1: So, vendor number one will accept new uh, Charles Points let you purchase items for a specific slots so if you just really wanted a chess piece you haven't gotten a chess piece in a while that's that's within the range that you want spend some charles points you'll get that chess piece yep and so, so it may not be the very best chess piece on the vendor but you can get something that's you know you can fill out your set of gear and be getting competitive so that you can keep going
0: that's the first vendor the second vendor will be more elusive but sell better stuff
1: a special elusive vendor not really that elusive he'll appear on a regular schedule yep. or she it who knows yep uh will appear on a regular schedule but with a changing selection of specific set items and tacticals uh, available to all classes so yep. if if there is a particular thing that you are after that you can't get through the drop or can't get through whatever method it normally comes through if you can catch this vendor at the right time if you can show up just a, at the right moment you can get the, that item with your charles yep. points
0: I mentioned crafting as a source of gear, and like in previous expansions, if you're hoping to become the Tony Stark of the Old Republic and build that perfect Iron Man suit, I think you're going to be out of luck. The gear you can craft will be decent, but probably won't be moddable, which makes it instantly inferior to items that drop. I think crafting's contribution to gear will be in the form of tacticals, mods, and enhancements, and of course augments, kits, and consumables. As you can see, Spoils of War is a pretty robust and iterative system. You'll run Ops and Flashpoints and do PvP to get gear. While you're running those Ops, Flashpoints, and war zones, you'll also be earning Conquest and Renown XP, which will earn you more gear. And you'll be completing related missions and objectives, which will then earn you even more gear. Any gear that you don't need or want or already have, you convert into a currency that you can use to wait for it buy more gear. It's a promising system that's based around two key philosophies. First is the notion of play your way.
1: Play your way. Like I said, you know, we really want this to be a system where you get to express yourself, where you get to explore different builds, uh, where you get to try different combinations of gear that give you different effects that are that are interesting, more interesting than the options that we've had now where we really just have like one set bonus per, uh, per discipline yep. that you kind of chase and that's it. We really want to have, you have lots of options, lots of different ways to build the gear for your characters so that they are really and truly yours. You're really truly chasing one particular thing that you really want to do.
0: Second is the idea that was introduced in Galactic Command, which is players will continue to have access to the best gear in the game by playing whatever content they want. As Eric Musco pointed out on the forums, you do not need to play any content to get specific items. You can play almost any content in the game to get any item. He did say that it is still possible that specific items come from specific content. Let's say that there was a specific tactical that only came from ranked war zones. Yes, that does mean that specific item will not come from playing unranked war zones. However, you can get that item from renowned crates, conquest rewards, and by spending Charles points on both the indirect and direct fenders. The play the content you want portion of the loop may not give you availability to every item in the game that is true, but every other part of the loop does. So again, to put it directly, if you only want to play unranked war zones, you can, and you will still have access to every set and tactical item in the game. This statement is true of almost every content type in the game at max level. I, for one, could not be more excited about Spoils of War. The only reservation I have about this system is that my inventory will crumble under the weight of all this new gear. I'm a pack rat by nature, and this isn't going to help. While I haven't been podcasting, I have been playing Star Wars The Old Republic. I've enjoyed running veteran ops with Death Star Troopers run by Marcus from Working Class Nerds. By the way, Marcus, if you happen to be listening, your mug is on the way. That said, given how long it takes me to do a podcast, you're probably drinking out of it as you listen, but I digress. It's been an interesting journey. When I joined the team in March of this year, we were working on Dread Fortress. team started that op in December. And we're just about up to corruptor zero when I joined. Draxus was still a challenge and could easily consume a whole evening if we weren't careful. We did eventually defeat Brontes, and then it was on to the next big thing: explosive conflict. This was another weird one, in that the drooks and tanks turned out to be much harder than the minefield in Kefis. I was surprised by how much veteran mode Kefis felt like story mode Kefis. The next stop was Scum and Villainy, which I missed out on. The team cleared the whole thing in a single night. Then came the Terror from Beyond. Another one-night stand, if you will. We started on Dread Palace this past week. I have no idea where this falls on the difficulty scale, but we managed to deal with the first three bosses without too much trouble. Unless there's a big ramp up in difficulty for the final two bosses, we should clear this in a week or two. Once that's done, I don't know where we'll go next. I knew that Carragas Palace and Eternity Vault veteran modes were not in the same ballpark as the others, but I had no idea just how much disparity existed between all of the different ops. I know anytime there is a level cap increase, Bioware has to rebalance all of the content. I hope that for Onslaught, they take a serious look at all the operations and strive to make it so all veteran and nightmare modes are created equally, especially now that they'll be dropping loot, that we may very well covet. I want to turn my attention now to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. I got my tickets, sort of. If you didn't purchase tickets within the first couple of hours of them going on sale, you were out of luck. Well, count me in that group. I had a busy day at work and forgot about the tickets. When I went to buy them at 4 p.m. Eastern, the four-day passes were gone. And the Saturday one-day passes were gone. Now, I have no one to blame for this other than myself. Calendar reminder, I post-it note stuck to the monitor would have done the trick, I ended up getting one-day passes for Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but just to put this in perspective, the first celebration I attended was in Anaheim in 2015. I made a last-minute decision to attend. The event was in April and in March of that same year, Only a month ahead of time, I was able to get a four-day pass and a hotel room at one of the hotels in the convention center complex. Now, we all know that films are the flagship product for Star Wars, and we know that they have had mixed reviews to say the least. Whether you like them or not, I think it's safe to say they haven't been as good as what the MCU is dishing out these days. The fact that an event like Star Wars Celebration continues to grow in popularity shows that Star Wars has grown beyond the confines of its celluloid kingdom. There are so many ways to experience a galaxy far, far away now. Novels, comics, games, an amusement park, animated series, and soon live-action television. The movies will always reign supreme, but Star Wars no longer lives or dies by their success you'd ask me in 2005 when Revenge of the Sith was released if I would outlive Star Wars my answer would have been yes I truly thought that was the end now my answer is no and god willing I have a lot of years left to go the films may not be perfect but when it comes to Star Wars the force is strong right now Star Wars Celebration 2020 will run from August 27th through the 30th I can't wait to see you all there just not on Saturday Final note for today, there is a double XP slash CXP event that runs until August 23rd. I mentioned that in Onslaught Galactic Command will change to Galactic Renown. That means all the achievements associated with Galactic Command will become feats of strength. That includes the achievement for getting all eight classes to Command Rank 300. Happy grinding! And final, final note for today... While I am back, you're going to have to wait a bit for episode 101. I'm going to be out of town for a couple of weeks. feel energized about the game, and as we get closer to Onslaught's release, you'll be hearing a lot more of me. And that's the State of the Old Republic for today. Let me cut in the sublight engines and cue the music and congratulate you on surviving another half hour listening to episode 100 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. You can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotorPodcast.com. And there is an RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at sotorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet your questions to at sotorpodcast or send me a direct message. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the show. Look for episode 101 sometime in August. And that's a promise, folks. Until then, remember the Sith code. Kate is alone.